But on the line right now is borough president, Vito Fasella. And Vito, what was it like to have the uh, the leaders of the Democratic Socialist Movement of America, Bernie Sanders and AOC, to come visit your borough at that Amazon warehouse that recently voted to unionize? Well, it, it wasn't a pretty, pretty sight. Uh, but first, if I can just on behalf of the people of Staten Island, offer our sympathies and condolences to firefighter Klein who lost his life yesterday. You know, Staten Island has a lot of active and uh, retired firefighters. And this just brings home the selfless nature of of these individuals who gave their life for the city and protecting others. So uh, our sympathies go out to him and his family and the entire uh, New York City Fire Department. Uh, with respect to what happened yesterday, you know, listen, I, I consider myself a very pro-labor person. We need to create a climate for businesses to come and to grow and to prosper. And when I say labor, I want people to work and to do well and to succeed so they can spend their money locally on their families, on cars, vacations, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen uh, going forward because business owners and John could teach us all uh, a, a million things, but business owners look for what is what does it cost to do business in a particular area? Taxes, regulation, labor, etc. cetera. Um, and when you see some of like committed socialists come out to support a cause, that, that gives me a reason to be concerned as to where we're going. You know, Amazon, whether you like them or not, they happen to be the largest employer on Staten Island. And we just want to maintain that culture and, and climate where people want to come and grow. Otherwise, what we'll see, as we've seen in other parts of the country over the last several decades, is they'll just pick up and move to a more business-friendly climate. And that's the last thing we should be doing. Well, you have a second warehouse that apparently has petitioned the National Labor Relations Board to have their own vote to unionize, all under the banner. And John is going to love this, John Katsimatidis. The name of this new union, uh, Borough President Vito Fosella, is Fruit Stand Workers United. Uh, that has nothing to do with fruit, what they're doing, but I think it's a play on what, John, you've spoken about over the years. You have Gristidis, you have D'Agostinos, and outside, a fruit vendor comes, a vegetable vendor, sets up his stand right in front of your right store. Right in front of the store, and that's wrong. And I've said to all the console people, I said, I don't want to put these guys out of business, but shouldn't they be 300 feet away? You're putting union workers, my union workers, out of business. And and that's sort of what, and the second part to this is, is this the beginning, and I don't know the answer, is this the beginning of a greater effort to, to unionize the service sector, uh, as we've seen Starbucks and McDonald's and, and others? And, and I believe that people have a right to collectively bargain and have a right to unionize. It's not, it's not for me to decide that or not. Uh, but I do think, like, for example, in the Amazon vote, about half the people didn't even bother to vote. So that, that's a little telling in and of itself. But once again, I, I just think one of the things we should be doing as political folks is to create a climate where businesses want to come and stay and grow. And this notion of you can put their back up against the wall and say, you know, we're, we're going to force you to stay here. Uh, you don't. And and like, for example, in the Gristidis case of John, you know, is paying rent, paying workers, paying union workers. And then somebody comes without any overhead and, and stands right in front, you know, 
Tell me that's not a competitive no, advantage. No right workman's there. compensation for the people. No health inspections. No Department no, of Agriculture no, no inspections. Benefits, no no benefits. rent. No benefits. Nothing. No. And they're putting union workers out of business. And I demand that the the unions work harder. So it's, I don't want to put them out of business, but put them three hundred feet away from from our, from our stores. What about the the uh, Vito? What about the food inspections? Who knows how the is goods or these fruits and vegetables are stored and refrigerated. And this, there's no bathrooms. If this, if this guy goes to the bathroom in the street and he takes his hands and puts it on the fruit, I mean, you know. But the, and that's, a, that's a microcosm of the competitive advantage or disadvantage, right? So John's supermarkets have to comply with all the rules and regulations of the city, state, federal government, or else he's punished, uh, fined, etc. And in a way, that's what happens when businesses decide, hey, maybe New York is just not the right place to be or do business. We're going to move to South Carolina. We're going to move to Texas. And we're going to move to Florida. And uh, the corollary is out in the West Coast where businesses are picking up and leaving California, you know, left and right. We just have to be sensitive to it. We don't well, want we want people to have a, a very a living wage, if you will, to work, to be able to afford a home, or an apartment, put their kids through school, whatever the case. Uh, everybody be. should have the right to work, but these people right. on the streets, we got somebody has to make sure that they're paying their fair share of taxes too. That's all we want: equal rights that, for every, equal rights for all Americans. Now, uh, yesterday, Borough President uh, Vito Fisella, Staten Island, I listened intently to the speeches given by Bernie Sanders in your borough outside of that JFK warehouse, the first one to unionize in the nation, and AOC. What wasn't reported is they were calling for a $30 an hour minimum wage. $30 an hour. You're spot on, Curtis, and, and and I saw that as well, and and that's it. You know what? What do you do? And again, when when you have these political leaders using, and I think they use some of these folks as pawns. You know, they saw an opportunity, they flew in, they airlifted into Staten Island, probably the first and last time they'll ever come to Staten Island because they saw this as a stage that they can bash some business or somebody, and they turned around and want a thirty dollar minimum wage. I mean, it's insane. I, I I think it's nuts, right? And my concern, once again, you take a step back and say you have the largest employer. What are they thinking? Do they just pick up and leave? Do they shut down the, the entire warehouse? We want people who live on Staten Island to be able to work on Staten Island. But if business owners say enough is enough, we're moving out, then what happens? Is, look, are these folks going to come back and give these people jobs? I don't think so. Vito, look what they did. Look what the Democratic Party and the leadership of the state legislature did in shutting down the Amazon deal in Long Island City. I understand one of our friends is opening up the Amazon-type place, but it might be on hold now, depending on Staten Island. In the Bronx, I can't mention names. That means Queens loses. Bronx wins. And, Judge, you're right. This was, And you go to the, if I remember correctly, and then I just sort of piece it through, the local business owners who looked forward to Amazon located in Queens were probably the most upset and disappointed because they saw – uh, potential opportunity costs go right out the window, right? And and in a way, that's what's happening. Uh, not not clearly. And by the way, this is not to support or defend or oppose Amazon. It's creating a climate where businesses want to come and grow and prosper because they have alternatives. Well, on that it's note, like the- on that note, Borough President uh, Vito Fisella, 
Uh, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, resurrected us uh, from the scrap heat WABC. We're back, number one, second to none. But he also did you a big solid in Staten Island by resurrecting baseball in your stadium right on the North Shore. I'm assuming, Vito Fasella, you're going to be out there May 1st for May the— 3rd. May 3rd, sorry. May 3rd. But I'll, but I'll actually be out there May 1st, Curtis, waiting on line for the May 3rd uh, opening day because <laughs> I think the line's going to be down the block. The ferry so, yeah, You know, John and Margo have, uh, and, his, and his whole team have, have truly resurrected. They call the downtown uh, Staten Island with a new ferry state. Uh, actually, spanking new. I mean, they're doing a lot of great work over there. It has some of the best views of any venue in the world of our skyline and the Statue of Liberty and putting a great team together, literally and figuratively on the field, off the field. And it's not just going to be about baseball. That's for John to decide and his team, but it's going to be concerts. It's going to be community use. So it's a way to really revitalize or rejuvenate the, the downtown area of uh, St. George. You can take the Staten Island ferry over. And now we have a high speed ferry. You can come over from Manhattan and be 18 minutes right at the foot of the stadium. So it's exciting stuff. Now, I've been trying to convince John Katsimatidis. He signed up a phenomenal female pitcher from Southern California, uh, mm-hmm. for, first female uh, player uh, in the independent league. Maybe Vito, you want to be uh, first at bat, you know, an inning before the uh, start of the game and let her test her ability on the mound to strike you out because you know you're going to end up uh, probably creating uh, a hurricane. You won't even come close to hitting that ball. Uh, I can't I can't disagree with you, Curtis. Well, I will take issue. I may not want to be the first uh, to up at bat against this young lady, and I think it's wonderful that, she's, that John's given her the opportunity. And I, as I've said before, I hope more – more young women can enter the game of baseball and play and, and prosper. But I will not be the first person that she faces. Um, I, I'll be watching carefully from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, more tourists go to the Staten Island Ferry than any other destination in New York City. It's the right price. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, more tourists. How do you benefit from that? Because all they do is they stay at the terminal and then they come back. Uh, to the South Street uh, port there. Where else, where else can you get a luxury ride like that for for nothing? Yeah, and the view of the harbor of the Statue of Liberty. And you're right, Curtis. It, it's one of the secrets around the world that the Staten Island Ferry is one of the largest tourist attractions, not just in New York City, but in the world. And we've always tried to get folks to, to come and visit Staten Island, great restaurants, great people, great cultural facilities, up and down the, the great what pizza. we call the North Shore. And, and now they can come and watch a uh, watch a baseball game or, or a concert or whatever it may be. And if we could just tap into a few percentage of those folks who come on the ferry and get them to stay, spend a little money, right? They can spend a little money, see a little, see a little of uh, the Pearl of the Atlantic, otherwise known as Staten Island. I think they'd go back. With now, a, a, there there, there is rewarded. a bit of a problem now. Owner-operator John Casamitidis of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, uh, the opening game, May 3rd. The vendors, right? The traditional vendor. Peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. <laughs> Nathan's it's, Franks. It's no longer just Cracker Jack. You have to carry Cracker Jill. Oh, my God. 125 years of manufacturing. animal crackers, there's no long, the, the animals are no longer in cages. That's right. It's incredible. You have to also sell not just the Cracker Jack, the tradition for 125 years but the same company makes Cracker Jill. 
I can't wait to try it. As long as you're not selling crack, that's all I care about. As long as you're not selling crack, we're good. Now, Vito, there's rumors around that Amazon might take this to heart and decide to close down the warehouse completely. Well, there are rumors, John. You're right. And I've heard uh, I've heard not good things a few weeks ago, right after the vote of them putting on hold some some moves that they were going to make. Again, I haven't verified this firsthand, but they're from pretty credible sources. And that is my concern of being sensitive to as well healed as as Amazon is and and businesses come and go. But it looks like Amazon's here to stay. Uh, they may say enough is enough and pull the plug and say, we'll send a signal and, and pull out. I don't know that to be true, but we have to be sensitive to that because then what happens to the 8,000 or so workers who will be out of a job? You know, are the folks who were there yesterday at the rally going to give them a job at 30 bucks an hour? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, you know, we want to create this. We're in a situation. You love New York City. Everybody in that studio, Curtis, the judge, and we all love New York City. We want to see it thrive. But we have to create a climate of personal security and safety and economic security and safety, because if we don't, people will flee and businesses will flee. And well, that's just you. common thank sense, you. as you love to thank say. Thank you, Borough President uh, Vito Fusella. Can't wait to buy you a dirty water hot dog on May 3rd. What? Opening uh, day for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. You want to come out, meet them, and greet them. Good old-fashioned American-like uh, fun. Mom, apple pie, and the flag.